Hey everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope you're all having just a lovely day. Uh, this episode, um, I actually recorded earlier today. I had an appointment uh, earlier today, and I was driving on my way home, and I had kind of a long drive, and I have some other episodes uh, in the can, as they say, ready to publish, but I was bored on my drive, and I was listening to a podcast, and I was kind of over it and I was bored so I thought you know what I will just go ahead and hit record on my phone and I will record a pod while I'm driving on my way home because I was bored so um, that's what I did uh, the quality there was no microphone so I was just talking just using my phone so the quality isn't uh, like talking into the mic type quality, but it is still very, it is perfectly fine. Um, you know, there's no cutting out or anything like that. So the uh, audio is is just fine. Uh, again, there was no microphones, but as you'll be able to hear as soon as it starts, it, it, it's perfectly fine. Um, I go ahead and it's not the longest episode, but again, I was uh, on my way home, driving along, talking about things on my mind. So I spent some time talking about the Cardinals, then I spent some time talking about the NBA, and then I spent uh, some time talking about the phrase bussin', and if it's a real phrase that kids are saying or not, and then I kind of go on and talk about uh, my thoughts on that. So, you know, it's about a half hour or so, again. Spend some time talking about the Cardinals, the NBA, uh, my thoughts on that. Uh, I, th I feel like it's entertaining whether you like the Cardinals and the NBA or not, whether you like sports or not. It's still a entertaining episode. And again, then I spend some time talking about the phrase bussin' and if it's real. And if it's real, why is it real? And I talk about uh, some of the phrases that we say and cool lingo and all that kind of stuff and my thoughts on that. So, again... Uh, from my car, a little something different this episode, but still a fun episode nonetheless. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and welcome to the Heath Barn. Everybody, welcome back to the Heat Barn, and uh, I know this may sound a little different. That's because I'm driving, and I'm on my way home from an appointment I had, and I thought, hey, let's do something different. I can talk about some things on my mind while I'm driving. Uh, you know, it means nothing now if somebody sees you talking while you're driving. 30 years ago, people would think you were just insane, but now it's nothing, so... Trying to make the time go by a little bit here because uh, it's dragging. Had kind of a long drive, so I thought, "Hey, why don't I record an episode here while I'm driving?" So we'll see how it goes. Uh, thought I could just talk about some things on my mind right now. Um, first thing that pops in my head, um, I think it was about a week and a half ago. I did an episode about the Cardinals. And uh, the horrible start 
that they were off to and how um, they were just kind of a mess for many reasons. And uh, since then, a little reverse psychology got them going. They've won 8 out of 10 since then. So, and luckily the division is very poor. So they're only six and a half games out of first place. They're now 18 and 26, which is still a very, very bad record, but it was 10 and 24. So hopefully they're slowly chipping away at it. Um, the Wilson Contreras fiasco that I complained about a lot, rightfully so, on the Cardinals rant episode, uh, looks like it's finally cleared up. They got him back behind the plate. I'm guessing. I really don't know. Who knows what went on behind the scenes, but I think that um, uh, Flaherty gave up 10 earned runs one game. I think him and maybe some other pitchers, and this is also coming from like chats and just things that reporter, some reporting and things like that too. Pitchers weren't happy with him. They're used to Yachty. Kisner was under Yachty for four or five years, so they wanted uh, Kisner to catch him, basically blaming them being horrible on Contreras, which is nonsense. It's okay to shake him off and pitch whatever you want to pitch, whatever. So that was all just uh, nonsense. But um, I think that uh, common sense kind of prevailed, and apparently Contreras got with him. He handled it like an absolute pro. But uh, so now he, uh, and just to show everybody, you know, their solidarity, I think uh, Flaherty, um, Contreras' first game back catching, Flaherty caught, or Contreras caught, Flaherty pitched, and uh, Flaherty pitched uh, through seven shutdown innings. Actually looked like the Jack Flaherty from about four years ago. So uh, I'm not even going to mention his idiotic rant about uh, how he's not going to discuss his velocity with the reporters anymore, and the reporters don't know the art of pitching and all that nonsense, talking about the art of pitching when your ERA is over six. Not even going to go there. Only positive vibes for the Cardinals right now. So, um, again, uh, Contreras back behind the plate. Last night, uh, he was back there behind the plate again. Matthew Libertor threw five shutout innings. Uh, more on him in a second. But Palante, Ryan Helsley, Gallegos, all pitched when Contreras caught. And, by golly, they won three to nothing, so... Gee, just that, that happened so fast. Contreras apparently just figured out how to catch, like, over about that week and a half span where they put him at the H. But whatever, boosh. But either way, hopefully it's all settled now and he can just go back to doing what he's supposed to be doing the whole time, which is being behind the plate. Back to Libertor. Uh, leave him up, man. Leave him up in the rotation. See what you got with him. The starting pitching has been poor. He was doing a very good job in Memphis. He's a first-round draft pick. He traded Randy Rosarina for him. He's been a pretty big prospect for a while now. He's 23, almost 24, I believe. It's time to see what you got. You can't tell me he's not one of the top five starters in the organization. So I think you should leave him up. Now, if they probably won't. They'll probably just keep on keeping on with Mats and whatever, but... Uh, I think they should leave him up and just let him go, and let's see what we got with him. Um, but anyway, he did a great job last night. So, and another thing I was talking about, too, uh, you know, 
when you are my Cardinals rant is just a reminder that and, and sometimes I gotta get reminded of this. Sometimes all baseball fans I think need to get reminded of this, especially Cardinal fans. Like it's a really, really long season. It's 162 games. So uh to really get super wrapped up in the day-to-day minutiae of being a fan, um, you know, there's overreactions all the time. However, when you start off 10 and 24, and it's like your worst start since 1973 and one of your three worst starts in franchise history, then I think it's okay for fans to boo a little bit, feel a little pissy, because it was a mess, you know. And not just the play, like a lot, a lot of like really tough losses, like gut-wrenching losses, uh, and then also weird stuff going on. The whole Contreras thing was super weird and handled very, very poorly. And then, you know, just a lot of, like I said, a lot of weird stuff. You know, Jordan Walker's up. Now he's down. You know, Tyler O'Neill's going to play center. Why? Now he's, you know, so I don't know. It's like you know, a lot of just weird messaging, messages going on and odd things happening. But, again, long season, a lot of peaks and valleys. 162 games is a lot, and so again, I think fans were, and, and still, that's not like we're out of the woods yet, 18 and 26 is still a terrible record, but you just, you can't get them all back at once, you just got to chip away and, and hopefully keep grinding out series wins, and then hopefully be there at the end, but, and be thankful that you're in the NL Central, but as far as, uh, something I was griping about too last, uh, is, Ollie always having guys in different spots and different places in the batting order every day. And like there was no consistency in the lineup and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I feel like when you are losing, that's a very, very uneasy feeling because everybody's pressing, you know, like you feel, you know, like when, when you're not playing well or you're down three, nothing right away, it's like you're, you're pressing when you're hitting. So, you feel like there's this added pressure, so if you don't even know where you're going to be at in the lineup, if you're going to be in the lineup, what position you're going to be playing on a day-to-day basis, that can cause a very uneasy feeling, I would imagine, when you are losing. So you got guys going to the ballpark like, yeah, yeah, like I was, you know, yesterday I was here, today I'm here. So when you're losing, like I said, it makes uh, Ollie look bad. It makes everything look like it's in disarray, unorganized, blah, blah, blah. Now, They've won 8 out of 10 now, and they've had Tommy Evan in right field the last two games. If you're losing and you do something like that, well, it's like, oh, Ollie's a dumbass. Look what he's doing now. Like, get rid of him, fire him. And trust me, I was there not just not long ago, and I might be back there again. But when you're winning, you're, the plus players, your attitude is completely different. You're just like, well, you know, we just got, we got to pick up the slack for a couple days. You know, I'll go out there in right field, do whatever you need me to do. So I'm guessing it's just a completely different, and, and from Ollie's perspective, it's like, well, you know, they're playing better, and I'll only put, put Edmund out there in right field, you know, but I, th- I think he'll be okay. But it, if you're losing, it's like, what is that idiot doing putting uh, Edmund in right field? So it just completely depends on your perspective. Winning cures everything. and But, I mean, Dylan Carlson's hurt right now. Tyler O'Neill's hurt. Shocker. So you got to kind of scrounge around now and, and the outfield, you know, he had Donovan at first last night, Edmund and Wright. Uh, so, I mean, just, again, all these interchangeable parts and things like that. When you're winning, they're great. When you're losing, hey, moron, everybody 
play one spot and stick them and keep them there, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's just sports. That's sports in a nutshell. It's all it's crazy. It just depends on how you look at it. But either way, they are playing a lot better now. Uh, reverse psychology on my part. All I had to do was just have a podcast and grab about them. But now, you know, we're all good. So hopefully, uh, but as far as, like, some of the individual stuff, though, like, I mean, Arenado's hot. That's another thing, too. You know, that that helps. That cures a lot right there. Like, when you're the best, one of the best players in baseball who's has a horrible month offensively, all of a sudden, Homer's in five straight games. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll help. Uh, Goldie's been Goldie all year. Hopefully he won't get in the slump. He'll keep on rolling. Nolan Gorman's only 23, and looks like he might be a complete stud, so that's great. Uh, Michaelis had, like, three really horrible starts at the beginning, but it's been pretty solid lately. So, I mean, everything's, you know, slowly picking up. They got four games starting with the Dodgers tonight, so that'll be that'll be tough, and that'll be a good uh, test to see really where they are, where they're at and everything. But after that, I think the schedule finally maybe lightens up a little bit. So, again... The world doesn't end when they lose one game, and when they win, that's great, too. But just remember, I I just feel like, and I'm guilty of it, too, like I said, it's a long season. So let's try to enjoy it, enjoy all the peaks and valleys and blah, blah, blah. In 06, they had like a seven-game losing streak and an eight-game losing streak after the All-Star break. And they backed into the playoffs, got hot, and won the whole damn thing, won the World Series. 2011. They were out like ten and a half games in August, something like that. Had, everything had to go right. They had to get, you know. So when you're in the middle of August, you're thinking this is a horrible, you know, the season's over and we suck and this and that. And then what happens? They get hot and get in the playoffs and win the whole thing again. So again, baseball is definitely a sport where you gotta try to stay as even keel as possible. Like Paul Goldschmidt, even keel. Let's all just act like him. And just try to enjoy it. So, there's my Cardinals kind of anti-rant, I guess. Things are better. Things are looking up, hopefully. They're chipping away at it. Uh, something else I've been thinking about. Uh, the NBA, uh, I don't watch it hardly at all during the regular season. I shouldn't say hardly at all, like at all, really, because I just think the regular season's kind of a joke. They just kind of coast through it, and there's load management now, which is nonsense, and... Uh, you know, they get little boo-boos, and they make up injuries, so they can have days off and things like that. And I feel like they just don't really turn it on until the playoffs start. Having said all that, I actually have been watching some of the playoffs, and I've enjoyed it. And the number one thing I have enjoyed, uh, never really got to watch him play on a consistent basis because he's in Denver, but he's won the last two MVPs. Didn't win it this year, but he's definitely been the MVP of the postseason so far, and his team's playing great. Uh, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, he is probably my new favorite player. Sorry, Clay. I love Clay Thompson. He's a tough SOB. Came back from a torn ACL, torn Achilles. Not like these other guys that are soft that have to take days off and load management and stuff like that. Clay had two legit season injuries, missed two seasons in a row. Has come back and isn't quite the player he was, but he's still pretty darn good. So all the respect in the world to Clay Thompson. He's been kind of my favorite player for a while. But I think I'm on the Joker train now. He is anybody that hasn't seen him play should because he is just an absolute pleasure to watch. His fundamentals are just through the roof. 
He is not athletic at all. But he his I can't even explain how he does it. You just have to watch it. But his footwork is unbelievable. So he's like got a Kim Olajuwon, Kevin McHale footwork around the post. Except he's got a beautiful shot. He can hit threes, rebounds. But the most impressive thing is he's a seven-footer. Probably weighs close to 300 pounds and averages 10 assists a game. His passing is unbelievable. And he is extremely unselfish. I mean, I basketball IQ, him and another guy I'm going to talk about here in a minute, for that place for the Heat, I mean, his basketball IQ is just phenomenal. And he plays the game the right way. He does not complain to the refs with his palms up like all these other or so many other NBA players. He doesn't do that nearly as much as the other ones. He is a cocky, quiet demeanor, but he's just a killer, man. He is just unreal. And for a guy who is not athletic, I've never seen anybody as as skilled as him, I don't think. Dirk Nowitzki kind of comes to mind a little bit, but I I mean, I love Dirk. Dirk's a first ballot Hall of Famer, an all-time player, but I, I feel like Joker's got him. I mean, he's just... He's phenomenal. He's already he's already won two MVPs. So I uh, am pulling for Denver big time because I think that you know if the Joker's got two MVPs already, and then if he can get a ring this year, then his legacy just goes through the roof. And he's still pretty young. He's got a long way to go. So anyway, if you haven't seen him play, watch him because he's amazing. They are playing the Lakers, and I do not like the Lakers. Um, I don't like LeBron. I'm not a hater or anything like that. I just, I know, I know that he is one of the best players of all time. I know that he, there was all this hype around him and he, uh, those are things that are hard to live up to and he's done, lived up to it and probably then some. Uh, with all the social media and all the stuff going on, for the most part, he stayed out of all that and he stayed out of trouble, which sometimes I think you get too much credit for that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, you never got arrested. Well, okay. Lots of people haven't been arrested. You know, they don't go around, you know. But, again, I digress. He's a great player. I don't like the way he carries himself when he plays. Uh, he, I th- There are things that he does that kids see, and they do it now when they're young, and they shouldn't do it. Like the palms up thing I was talking about. Like, every call that goes against him with the refs, is he just throws a fit and put, palms up. Like, what? What are you talking about? Wait, you know, that kind of stuff. Can't stand it. Uh, when he rolls around on the floor acting like he is severely injured when he is not injured at all. Uh, 30 seconds after he rolls around. He rolls around five minutes and he either stays in the game or uh, is back in right away. Um he rolls around like he's injured when he is not. That, I guess that's the best way to put it. And that is very annoying. Another thing that I think sends a very bad message to young kids playing. They don't understand the difference between hurt and injured. And I think that uh, when LeBron and other players do the same thing, whenever other players do that, or, and, and LeBron, NBA players, I think that they see that and they think it's okay and it's not. Uh just little things, you know, like, it just, uh, 
plays hard. I, I don't know. When you watch him, I still think he plays. I don't know. He doesn't play hard all the time. But, nope, again, that maybe that means that's, that's me like being a hater of nitpicking and stuff. But uh, Because very few NBA players do play hard all the time. But, anyways, I'm old school. I'm a Jordan guy. And you can like them both, whatever. I just, but again, overall, I remember when LeBron was like young and first came into the league, I liked him. Uh, I don't know if it was the whole Miami deal or what it was. And then I and then you, then you kind of got to watch him play. And it's just like, I don't like really the way he carries himself a lot. I mean, I'm never going to question his talent or his skill or anything, but uh, just to, that's just me personally. Um, 2011 uh, NBA Finals, too. Anybody that thinks he can hang with Jordan. Get on YouTube and watch some of that youngsters and watch LeBron uh, go hide like a lot of the time. I mean, he, he yeah. So, anyways, back to let me refocus here. So, Lakers. Uh, don't like Anthony Davis. Very skilled, very talented, but I think he is uh, he's the exact kind of player I was just talking about. Um, misses a ton of games for being hurt, uh, he, I'm trying to think I want to say this, he took a little teeny tiny elbow the other night, um, when they were playing, what game would that have been, they were playing Golden State, and it must have been game five, I think, at Golden State, they're down like 12 or 13, uh, takes a little elbow, like nothing, I mean, didn't look like much. Rolls around, rolls around, rolls around, rolls around. Staggers to the bench. Head down for five minutes. Towel over his head. Gets in a wheelchair. Takes a wheelchair to the locker room. Gets uh, tested for a concussion. So, you know, you don't want to make light of it, obviously. Um, lo and behold, he did not have a concussion, and he played the next game. But after the game was over... They go back to the studio, and it's Barkley and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie, which, by the way, I think is, like, the best studio show in the history of sports. I literally, during the regular season, I literally, once in a while, will just wait until the game's over or it's at halftime just so I can watch that part because that part's far more entertaining than the actual game. So, anyways, they're coming back, and they're trying to talk. Ernie and Kenny are trying to talk about it, and and Barkley and Shaq, like, are just, like, cackling and cannot keep a straight face. And they're not allowed to say why, because, you know, he's getting tested for a concussion and everything. And you, and you didn't want to make light of it, and I, and I agree with that 100%. But they saw what everybody saw, and it's like, and how he just rolled around and had, had to get in a wheelchair for taking a little elbow. And they were, like, laughing, making fun of him, but, and you, but they, you knew that's what they were talking about, but they, you know, they weren't allowed to say it. So they see it, too. So, I mean, anyways... Little rant there, but Anthony Davis, a lot of talent. Don't like him. Feel like he picks and chooses when he wants to play and how much he wants to play, how hard he wants to play, blah blah blah. So, anyways, definitely rooting for Denver in that one. Now in the Eastern Conference, last night the Heat beat the Celtics, and I love, love, love Jimmy Butler. Another guy. I was talking about Jokic with the basketball IQ through the roof. Unselfish. Picks his spots when to go. I mean, he is just a absolute stud. And the Celtics are the heavy, 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 heavy favorites. But um, 
they feel like they can just tur- turn it off and on whenever they want, and Miami's going to give them all they can handle because Miami is a team, 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 and they play their butts off, they play together. They got four dudes that didn't even get drafted in the NBA draft that were big, that are big-time contributors, and that's that's just uh, that's amazing, and that's all about uh, Spolstra, Pat Riley, like, that's a that's a great organization, and they are doing awesome. But they also kind of half-passed it in the regular season, too. They got the eight seed. They just kind of snuck in, and but right now they're playing great. So um, Celtics are fine. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to see the Heat and the Nuggets. I might be the only person. That's not true. I'm the only person. Uh if I was on the East, like, nobody on the East Coast or West Coast or on ESPN or anything like that, they want the Lakers and Celtics for ratings and blah, blah, blah. But I think a lot of people would love to see Denver and Miami, and I'm, I'm one of them. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think it would be great if Jimmy Butler got a ring, I think it, but, I, but I'd rather see Joker get one. So... Anyways, I know I, I just know that there's a lot of young kids I talk to and I'm, I talk about being like a big NBA hater because things are so different now than they used to be. But I have to kind of eat some crow or whatever that phrase is because uh, I've enjoyed watching some of the playoffs and when they're actually playing hard and getting after it and care, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So that's my take on the NBA right now. Go Joker. Go Nuggets. Now, one more thing before I sign off, I was thinking about here as I was driving. Um, I promise I'm not going to come off old and cranky or trying with this, but I went out with a buddy, a good buddy, and his wife, me and wifey, went out with them last weekend, or met them somewhere last weekend, and uh, he's got a daughter that's a a teenage daughter, and he said, uh, because we're always kind of making fun of Lots of stuff, but he said, hey, have you heard the new phrase? There's a new phrase now that the, ki- that the kids are saying. And I said, okay, let, let me have it. What, what we got? And he said, bussin'. Let me say it again. Bussin'. Like if something's cool. Oh, man, that's bussin'. That's bussin', bruh. Bussin'. So, now, I don't understand I don't get it. I don't understand. But, again, I'm going to try to be positive. Uh, kids, you know, phrases are the thing. Like, uh, things, well, I, you know, cool, awesome, blah, blah, blah. You know, I guess there's always new little phrases that come around once in a while. But uh, it just shows I'm getting really old and out of the loop because I don't understand bussing uh, at all. Um, and that's the only, per- and I don't, part of me thinks he was just messing with you to see if I'd believe him because it's like, there's no way, sure that's not, sure that's not like a thing now. Uh, oh, cool, man, bussin', yeah, all right, bussin'. I just, I, it doesn't make, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, I'll find out, do a little research, but, uh, some of these phrases I don't understand. I'm not going to get into ones that are political at all because I'm not been, all of those that I think are ridiculous, but. Bussin', can't sign off on that. I think it's brutal. Now, I also think, uh, now everybody's saying, like, he's hit, like he's him. 
Like if, uh, like Joker, let's say Joker's having like a big, a big uh, second half or he, he plays, he's playing great, he wins the game for for the Nuggets. Somebody might tweet out or piss them out, so it's be like, oh, he, he's him. Like, oh, okay, okay. They can't sign off on that one either. I think that's brutal. But like back in the day, you know, be like, you're the man, like he's the man, like he's the man, like you're the man, he's the man. Maybe it's like that, I guess. Like he's him. Or, uh, or, uh, she's her, like a, like a, like a WBA game, you know? Like, oh yeah, she's her, she's her. Like, whatever, man, come on, let's tighten it up a little bit. I know that everybody's, like, quick now with one-word things, and, like, if somebody likes what somebody tweets out, they'll put, like, this, a hundred times this, or something like that, meaning, like, they really like it. Okay, like, I know, I know, times are changing and everything, and I might sound old, but let's tighten it up a little. He's him. Come on. Can't sign off on it. Not a fan. But, uh, again, I'll try to, uh, if anybody out there can tell me if bussin' is a thing or not, please let me know so I can make sure to tell my son if I ever hear him say it, I'm going to, like, ground him for a month. Because, trust me, he's only in kindergarten, but... They start hearing stuff younger and younger now. You've got to stay on top of that, parents. And if you're the parents that are letting your kids say it, please stop, because I don't want my son saying it or hearing it or anything, so let's tighten that up, too, if we can. Uh, well, that was pretty short, but, you know, like I said, I'm driving, and I pretty much uh, wanted to pass some time here. The quality of this probably won't be quite as good as other ones, because no mic or anything. I'm just basically talking to my phone. But... Uh, Anyways, we'll come back with uh, some more stuff soon. I um, want to remind you that uh, to please listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, website jheath2286.podbean.com, uh, new YouTube channel, at Welcome to the Heath Barn. My Twitter handle is at HeathBarn22. Facebook, Welcome to the Heath Barn. Instagram, welcome to Heath Barn. TikTok, at Heath Barn. I put content on all that stuff. I'm chipping away at it. Starting to get better. So follow me. Uh, Like, subscribe, download, follow, all that good stuff. Again, thank you very much for listening. I'm driving, so I'm not going to pat my hands or anything. But I will say, that's that. (laughs) 